2022. I'm your host, Chris Privateer, starting the show like it's an Animaniacs episode. Joining me today, Josh Carpenter. Hey there. And Jonathan Stringer. Nice to meet you all for the first time. Nice to meet you all for the, the first, second, next time again. Hi. We're all fine here. How are you? I'm fine. Hi. Jonathan, long time yeah. no see. Um, all yeah, the ladies yeah. have, like, jumped ship on the cast for this week, so it's it's... We had to like, okay, uh, we need we need hosts. Help. That's it. It's the only way they let me on. Story of my life. Ladies have to leave before I can come around. Oh, I know. But you were here to rescue us. Thank you. So we're going to get games. Yeah, you played games. It's been like a bazillion years since you were last on. So tell us everything you've played in the last year and a half. Bye. <laughs> you want me to start? Yes, I do want you to start. That that was a transition. I'm sorry it wasn't very good. <laughs> so, let's see where to get going. I'll start with the quick and easy one first. So, over, uh, I guess around Christmas time, my wife and kids went to visit their her parents and her brother down in San Antonio and um, went there and got my original Xbox modded. He just did it to his. So, I was like, hey, go ahead and do it to mine as well. He's like, all right, so putting a bunch of games on there. And so I played with an old favorite of mine that I never beat, but I played a long time ago, Gladius, which was, um, who made that? That was the Star Wars LucasArts. studio. LucasArts, yeah. So I don't know, a lot of people, this can get really overlooked back in the PS2, Xbox. I think it was on all three consoles, actually. And it's a, a gladiator strategy RPG where you kind of like create a gladiator school and you go around from arena to arena. And it's not just you fight them and they fight you. There's <clears throat> a lot of the missions had goals and, you know, different various ways to win and, and some other factors. And you had like big guys, little guys, medium sized guys, and then like specialists. And they kind of had a rock, paper, scissor thing go on. So that's not too unique, I guess. But. I don't know. I really enjoyed that game and started getting back into that, playing it. You could start as uh, like a more of a Roman type uh, hero or this barbarian uh, hero, and you have these areas to go through and some challenges. And there's some side quests and special characters you can find. So I think it's really an underrated strategy RPG for those who, who enjoy those. Uh, it could be a little slow paced at times, but. Uh, one thing I liked about the combat is like it's not just click and attack and you attack. Everything's got like a swing meter or mm-hmm. a combos you got to input. And if you hit them like at the right spot, or you do the combos quick enough, you can. Uh, it'll be like a critical hit, and they can't be blocked, and it does more damage, of course. And so that can really swing some battles one way or the other if they're if they're real close. So I'm um, getting those down. And they can be frustrating. You're like, oh. I- how did I miss that? I mean, because if you go right before it, it's like a normal hit. If you go right after it, it's like a critical miss. And uh, they'll dodge your attack and it'll piss you off. But the, so, so that one's. Hmm? So there's like real risk reward to it as well. So it's like yep. if you go in for the crit, you can you if you go too long, you just completely miss. Interesting. You always go for the crit. <laughs> 
there is no choice. There is no choice. That's right. Um, so that's that one. I I've been off and on with that. I haven't played you know a ton of it, but start to get back into that. So the couple other games I've played a lot of. I got a review code for War Tales, and this one's uh, this one's hard to finish. And it's not because <laughs> it's not good. I like it. I've started playing one, and then it was it's like an early access copy. So maybe it was just for maybe it's not review. Maybe it was just for like a preview preview or whatever. But so the, it had some issues with it and maybe some balancing things at first when I first got it. And then I'd pause for a little bit and then I read like, uh, no, I guess it did release December 1st. And then I read, Hey, we came out with our first big patch and it does this and balances that and changes this. And I was like, Oh yeah, these are all sound like all pretty good changes. Right. It was all, you know, community feedback. So, how this one works it's kind of a, i wouldn't call it a roguelike but it's kind of like you have a little band of mercenaries you start off with three or four and it's like you move around on a map uh and you find you know areas of interest and they each one usually has some kind of little quest or a battle or some kind of event it triggers to do and you get it's another you know top-down strategy rpg combat um you so when you none of it's not none of the characters have like a personality or story it's really all about your little band and you get to kind of roll how you want to start them off do you want to be more of like a a merchant's guard and you start off with a little extra money or you get less uh food so there's a few different resources food's one you got to feed your people every uh so often when your fatigue meter gets down just moving around on the map lowers your fatigue meter. Getting in a battle lowers it a good chunk. Um, and you gotta you gotta make sure you have enough food in your inventory. One way you can pick food on the road or kill animals and get carcasses and feed feed that. And then you have so that's one gold is obviously another one, right? You gotta pay your mercenary guys and you gotta be able to buy you know upgrades and stuff and other supplies. Uh, your your armor, whenever each HP of your armor gets hit, you have to repair it. So you have to have uh, a resource for armor repair. I can't remember what they call it. Um, you run out of, that, out of that real quick after a couple of battles, so you need to go back to the city and refill it. And then you can get suspicion by doing certain things, but I never really did. Hmm. Uh, and one way to reduce it is you can, like, capture... Uh, a criminal and chains and bring him to the dungeon place or the jail and they'll lower that suspicion and so if you get high suspicion there's there's little bands of people that walk around the map mostly on the roads but not necessarily some of them are bandits or or army deserters and a lot of times they'll attack you regardless then there's like um like uh sheriffs that walk around and I and I they'll chat with you if you're friendly, but I guess if you have high suspicion, they'll attack you. Uh, that's what they're for, and they, they seem to be pretty tough. And then you'll have like merchants walking around, and I guess you could attack them and steal their stuff, or you can trade with them. So I usually like to trade with them. A lot of times, they'll have like a nice piece of armor or a weapon or something available. And, uh, and I guess if you attack them, you could get your suspicion up too. So that's kind of like the the three things you balance, and you got to make sure you have like food to feed your people. Otherwise you can't rest and then you'll be walking really slow and not fight very well at all. Um, 
so that's kind of the okay. so so it's like strategy rpg but there's also resource management as well so so are the battles do they just take place on the open world map or does it like transition to transitions uh, like a, okay so it's kind of like the mountain blade warband game i believe that's like really old but more of a strategy rpg version mm-hmm. it's kind of the i've never played that mountain blade but i've heard people talk i know what it is and i've heard people like hey it's like the strategy rpg version of that and that's how that walking around and kind of managing your your team is mm-hmm. so then you go from you clear out one area then it'll like unlock a new map area and you go to that and you do it all over again and it i like it and when i first played i was like super sucked into it i was like oh this is cool and different and a lot of fun and then it's just kind of slow and then yeah. some of the battles will piss you off it, it, it's not it's not an easy strategy every game i wouldn't say it's really hard but there's some battles you'll get into and it's like you know if you can win or not yeah like sometimes like there's this one ghost animal thing that pops up and if you one of your you you fight them and i have yet to be able to beat them because they just keep spawning and spawning a bunch of these ghost animals and then i forgot i didn't save and then now i'm stuck so i think Mm. that's what happened to me the last time i can't the auto save is at the beginning of the battle, and my previous save was like from two or three hours ago. Oh, and I can't beat him. I tried it three times. I'm like, okay, screw this, and I got off. So that's kind of what happened to me. That's kind of my fault too. And I guess I could roll it back, but I was like, oh, I could take these ghost ghost animals this time. I my, I know what I'm doing now. No, I still couldn't. No, and there's there's little for me that's more frustrating like that where you lose like a huge chunk of progress. It's like I know I could go back and get you know get back to where I was pretty quickly, but it's just so demoralizing that I mm-hmm. yeah I just lose my motivation to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so that's War Tales again. I I I recommend it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Just. I'll probably get back. But not all of it. <laughs> you know, just for a while. It is. It's like, I should like it more than I, I do like it. Cause I was like, when I was first playing, I was like, I think I sat here and played like six hours straight. Mm-hmm. It was good. I was really into it. But then it's like when you stop playing and you're trying to get back into it and then it's just slow. And then the frustration sometimes it's just, so I it think makes for a good demo. Does, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think when I went to the second area and it feels just more of the same, Yeah, I think it's just, not enough different stuff after yeah. a bit and i'd like the formula kind of wore out already yep so i think that's where i'm with that one so next one uh let's go i'll go the other rpg one so i think i think i heard people pronounce it wilder myth the other way would be Wildermyth. i think it's wilder myth i've heard both <laughs> yeah me too so Either way, you guys know what I'm talking about. This yep. one actually has gotten some fanfare. Uh, some It's been in some award shows and best of lists and what have you. And I had it like on my radar. I think I even bought it on a Steam sale just because, oh, this seems all right. And then I started reading about it in the awards. Like, oh, it's like you get to, you know, create your characters out of nothing and have their own personalities. And it's really unique and like this. I'm like, oh, okay, this is maybe I will check this one out. So loaded it up. It is that, but it's not. It's like, it's a really novel idea. And it's almost like you have like a board game character, right? Or an RPG character from a tabletop RPG that you roll. 
Um, you can pick either like a, a hunter, a warrior, or it's like some kind of mag. It's a magic. I can't remember what it's called, like a mystic or something. So the way the magic works is you use objects on in in the battles to to kind of transform into some sort of attack. There's I'm really bad. I'm already forgetting all the special terms, but basically there's like a wooden bench there. You can do a splinter attack that like hurts them and then does armor shedding, shredding. And then, or there's a piece of, there's a statue and it gives you this ability, or there's this uh, tree and that also splinters, or there's this iron thing and iron thing uh, sends like a hot piece of metal at them and attacks. So it basically your magic like infuses whatever's on the ground and then, and you make it blow up or something. So that's kind of how that works. But, of course, they're really weak to getting hit, right? So you got to protect them. Um, and then your warriors have different types of weapons they can use, like two-handed sword or one-handed weapon and a shield. And your hunters can be a, you know, typically bow users. Uh, there's also an axe. And the, axe the axe will shred armor, um, but it's not as good at hitting. The swords will hit really well, but maybe not quite as powerful and then there's like a, a mace or a club and that just kind of does a knockback and each type of weapon has like so like there's like a sword and then there'll be like a few different uh nature elements versions of each sword because you can capture these little sprites and they'll oh you captured a leaf sprite your weapon's on fused with leaf and and then there's like three grades like a level one two a tier one two and a three of that weapon so that's all the weapons in the game right you already know there's there's a type of weapon, a variant, and a tier, one, two, or three. Same with the armor. There's one class. Each class, I think, has two variants of armor, and they go up to tier two only on the armor. So there's only, like, four options for the hunter and, like, maybe six options for the um, warrior. Uh, so you, you get your characters. You name them. You're starting. It's, it'll be one of each, a, a hunter, a warrior, a mystic person. Um and you start, you know, doing your quest. So you get on like a map and you start in the one corner and then you have to go to the next spot and scout it. And it takes them out of time. All right. So, and so the time matters because as the time runs, um, the enemy, I guess, deck of cards is what it is, gets stronger. Like they'll add new enemies to it that could possibly show up in your battles and then it'll improve some enemies that can show up in your battles. You get special valor points or some victory points some kind of points that you collect and you can use those to suppress those or you can also use those for other things like hiring new heroes or other little events it's kind of like this pool of points you can use for things so you go and you scout the area you take too much time after a while the deck gets bigger and then you take even more time after a certain there'll be these um corrupted areas where a troop will come out and the troop will uh, an enemy group will start kind of moving on the map. It'll show you where and wherever they move to, they destroy stuff on areas you've um, conquered. So w once you scout a place, you can, it'll be some sort of event or battle there. Um, after the battle, you can either set up like a resource gatherer or you can dig around at the place and search for extra goodies or extra supplies. And then at the end of each chapter, you'll get those supplies added to your, um, your overall stuff so it's things like fibers hides metal ingots that kind of stuff so um and it's again it's another tactical rpg strategy rpg i have a theme this this time mm -hmm. of, of playing these and 
the battle systems are interesting at first. The character stuff is cool. So they also they, they each character has certain like personality traits that hey this guy's a coward and or this is a, a poetic leader or things like that and that I think they have these personality traits on that that kind of help trigger what kind of little stories and what dialogue they do. Right. Hmm. And you'll start seeing some of these stories over and over again. And I hmm. only played through two chapters or two. Two playthroughs. And you started. Getting yeah. Repeats. So there's like wow. the, the tutorial one. Right. You'll do yep. that one. And that's like two chapters long, I think, maybe three. And then I played another. Uh, there's like five or six total that they have on there right now. I think four or five, maybe. Uh, and then I picked the second one and that was like four chapters long. And so actually every chapter, like 10 or 11 years passes too. So if your people get old enough, they retire mm. or if they die, they're gone. Right. Yeah. I've, I've let a few people fall in battle, but I got them back up. Um, I'm trying to organize how I want to talk about this. So um, yeah, you move from area to area, you conquer them and you move to the next. And then you'll like each chapter has like a story. Uh, finish battle to get to. So it's like, hey, clear all these out and then go to this place and talk to these people and and, and kill this b- big baddie, right? Um, and then along the way, too, you'll have a little side events. Oh, this event triggered. Uh, I need to go find my long-lost friend. You want to go with me? And then it'll randomly pick one of the other people to go with them. And then you can choose to have someone and they walk around on the map and it takes some time. And then they'll trigger some story events and either battle or you might have to make a decision. And the decision could be good or bad or, or cause a, another fight to occur, right? And they'll level up. Usually the person that gets picked that you want to do it because a lot of times you'll get a cool item and they'll get an auto level. And, and it won't, like, mess with the level of experience they have right now. So those are always beneficial to do. And some of the, some of the writing is really cool, but it's also kind of weird sometimes. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's like it's very... It's kind of hot, you know, a lot, a lot of prose and kind of poetic is how they write it. And some of it makes more sense than others. And others just kind of reads weird. Yeah. Um, so when, 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 com- when people go for that, like it, it can be hit and miss, like <laughs> it's it, it a dangerous is, route yeah. to go. And it is hit and miss in the game. And so here's the other reason why it is. Cause I think what they do is they have all these little scripted writing events. And it'll even say like, this one's by this writer, right? It'll have the by, and Austin, wow. I think one of them. Yeah, so they're kind of giving them credit inside the game even. And you'll get in the water, and I think oh, after you've been playing it a while, you kind of start getting some of the lore of the setting. But when you're first getting into it, some of the stuff they're talking about, you're like, what the hell are they even talking about here, right? What are they even saying? But as you start getting seeing a lot more of those, it'll kind of start making a little more sense. But it's just it's a very different style of writing. I'm not saying it's bad. Some people are probably going to really love it. Some people are going to be turned off from it, I think. So um, I was just kind of – it was hit or miss for me. It, it um, sounds like really interesting, but maybe not everything quite comes together. You know, like it like does, it's an interesting different idea, but it just doesn't quite mesh. It does come together to me. It does. Okay. What, what My problem with to me, again, it's probably with War Terror Tales, but even more, it's, it's not deep enough. Mm. Like – I've seen most of what everything the game has to offer in the tutorial with the exception of some extra side quests, right? Yeah. Or some extra events that trigger. But then I only played the two. I played the, the tutorial and one other one and I had repeat ones already. And the other one from the tutorial that happens hmm. based on what characters you have. 
So there's not. I wish there was more depth in like the weaponry, the armor, the paths your characters can take. Oh yeah. So when they level up, they get some like you get like two to four options of the thing to choose. Like okay, my warrior. You can click paladin. If you click paladin, instead of having to do like it's like Overwatch sort of like when you click it to where if an enemy comes to you, you attack them first. Yeah. Instead of that, whenever you end your movement, it automatically adds that that uh that guardian attack right so things like that or you do 30 percent more damage or or plus one damage or you get 30 percent more health or you get some other skill or you get the you getting better um magic attacks when you use trees and wild you know greenery and wood so those are the kind of little level ups that trigger as as well as improving your stats some and your hp so some of the battle, the, to me also, the battles are too easy. And that was on normal difficulty. There's a couple other, I mean, obviously I could ramp it up, but every now and then you'll get a battle to like, you, it's pretty tough. So mm-hmm. the, it's kind of swings that way. But for the most part, I just kind of breeze through normal. No, Like I had two people die and then I just said, hey, sit out for a little while. And I just got killed because it was like there, the caster and the enemy came big. One of the big strong ones came and hit him a couple of times and I couldn't stop him. And it was just probably a, a bad decision on my part to put him in harm's way. And I was probably being a little more brazen just because it was too easy. So it, and then all you do is like, they go get healed up for a little while and they're gone and they like lose one speed for that chapter. And it is like, you can let them die for like a benefit, but why? Right. You just yeah. keep them. <laughs> so you get like, Oh, let this person die and they'll do 24 damage to the enemy that attacked them. I'm like, or, uh, save them and they lose one speed and 10% health for the rest of the chapter. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to let them live. Pretty easy choice. So unless, I guess unless you hated that character, but uh, so that's kind of how that one is. It's, I don't want to say I don't recommend it because I think a lot of people are really like, it's different. It's really so it's unique mm-hmm. and new. And I think it's like, it sounds like it has multiplayer too. And that's a whole other aspect to take on I don't know how it. you do multiplayer in that. You, I, people can connect to your game and they control their own characters. Uh, okay, that'd just be bat, in battle control. It probably wouldn't be as you, as cool as it sounds, I guess. But that'd just be like, okay, you get in a battle and I get to control this character. You get to control. Well, that character. I mean, but you also get to make the story choices for them, right? So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it tries to it does try to play like that RPG, but it's like with a video game, of course, right? And and it's a it's a smaller indie team. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much you can put into that with, you know, how much work there is. And then if you put too much, are your players even ever going to see all the work you did, right? So right. I get it. I do get it. And I think it's like, to me, it's like the start. To me, I, I want someone to take this idea and then, like, really flesh it out more. Then it would be a much more enjoyable game, in my opinion. Just it's it's not deep enough. I, I've done these two chapters, played about, what, 10 hours of the game are these two storylines and I'm kind of content. I mm, don't you're really good, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, what else, the, the stories aren't since the characters were all, you know, random and, and just like kind of pre-built and they kind of make their own little events. They don't have like, you know, anything unique about what's going on with them. It's just like an overall, uh, very, watered down story of the what you're trying to accomplish and saving this this area this land from some some sort of monster it it 
they're you know the the stories themselves aren't that great to make me want to jump in the other ones just for the sake of the story right it's the whole experience on top of each other but then if i'm like just going to be doing the same thing for a slightly different story or 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 event thing it just sounds it just seems like i'm rehashing it over and over again yep. um and the and, and there, i wish there's more options to do on the map like to me taking too much time unless there's, there's there's one story in one chapter that had a if you don't do this in so many days you'll lose so you had to be a little more cognizant of time but each time you attacked one area or a certain type of area it gave you a bonus 50 days so you really did have enough time to go to every single area and then spend the extra time to scout that area or set up a little de- a little uh, trading post and then actually go to each town so really it, you weren't that time constrained <laughs> so to me that's like taking too long or the amount of time it takes to do something didn't matter that much because i wasn't that scared of when those enemies spawned i could just go and fight them and then i get extra experience hooray so there needs to be more to do on the map there needs to be more weapons there needs to be more class variation and skill variation uh everything all my characters started getting kind of samey from either each of the three classes um and yeah, that's that's kind of what I want. That I want that, but more. And then it would make it to me worthwhile to dig back in. But they they, they have a really really good idea. It's very unique. I, I give them a lot of credit for that. It's really cool. It's different than other stuff, for sure. I, I appreciate that. So they just need to springboard off this and make it something really special, in my opinion. Okay, so my last one. I'm talking a lot. Age All of right. Darkness Final Stand. This one's not an RPG. This is I don't know How if dare you guys you. <laughs> yeah, you did you guys familiar with they are billions at all? Um yeah. Familiar with it. Yeah, I haven't yeah, played so it. It's familiar. really it's like another they are billions. Oh. But yeah. with its own differences. Well, so you're it's a real time strategy game where it's kinda like a tire defense mixed with RTS. You have your, your map, you build your base out, you you know, create troops, you set your defenses. And then after a certain amount of time, every few days, you get a wave of increasing numbers of enemies coming towards your base. And so you got to scramble to like find a choke point and then bolster that choke point with you know walls and towers and cannons and some troops. And hopefully you put enough there to survive, right? And then at the very end, all so I think there's four spots that pop up. And so each uh, each wave, you know, I think it starts with like a couple hundred, a couple thousand, and then I think the fourth wave is like thirty or forty thousand. This is on normal difficulty, and then at the end you'll get like each spot will drop out like twenty five thousand. So it's like a hundred. Oh, this is a whole bunch, and they all come at your base, right? So it it that doesn't add up to th- billions, huh? That doesn't add up to billions. Well, this isn't there billions. This is Age oh, of Darkness. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh. They are billions of zombies. This one's like these nightmare creatures. And so then you have your hero, and your hero's got, you know, there's two heroes right now. The game's in early access. This oh, Warcraft gets... 3? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all, they all had heroes. Like, you have your, your one hero, and then you get, there's, like, melee troops, and then there's archers. Basically, the melee troops suck. There's no reason to use them. You want to use your archers because melee troops will just die a lot, especially for certain enemies. And you just start clearing the map, and you find resources, and then the resources you need to set down. So there's, as the game progresses, you need a lot of wood and stone first, and then you'll start needing iron, and then you'll start 
uh, no, I guess that's it, wood, stone, and iron, um, to make your 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 all your buildings and such. And as they increase in technology, you need more of one or the other resource. So th- that's kind of the gist of the game. I don't really need to go too much into it. You can you you know the strategies and spreading out, clearing an area, dropping down a resource gatherer there, and moving on. Um, and expanding and being, you know, being smart about that. The, the the trickiest part that comes in is like you'll if you haven't been able to scout all the map because as you get further to the edge, it gets tougher. And at nighttime, the enemies are also tougher. Uh, you, um, it'll tell you, okay, you got one day now. The spawn's coming, and it'll show you where the spawn is on the map, like where the portal is. And then you'd think, okay, on this corner of my base, which is the very closest to it, that's where they're gonna come. You don't know exactly which way they're going to come. One, you may not know the top out, you know, the top that that coming out of that may not connect to where that is, even though it looks like it's the closest. So there's been a lot of games where I lost, where I built up and bolstered a spot I thought they were going to come, and then they're like, for whatever reason, the enemy troops probably just because they couldn't reach there quick enough. I think it tries to take the fastest route to your keep, but you don't always know what that is because you don't see the whole map, and they'll like come. Instead of that top left corner, they came all the way to like my bottom right corner or something, right? And they wrapped around. I'm like, okay, no defenses there, and I just die now. That and sucks. The, <laughs> it can suck. That's like the worst part of it is not knowing where they're going to come. And I guess some of it you should know if you're able to scout, but you can't scout all that in time. So you kind of got to hope either. So you got to make the decision like, I know they got to be coming from here. There's like no other way. Or you need to bolster all your. Or, or a few spots that you think they may come. But if you do that, then you probably don't have enough troops and enough material to do so. So that's, to me, the hardest part of the game is figuring out where they're going to come, getting there in time, and stopping it. But for some reason, I spent a couple weekends, I was just sucked into this thing. It was, it was a lot of fun. Did but you it, win guess, ever? Uh, the last one, I got to the final stand... And I blocked three of the four ones off, and the fourth one got through. Ah. Yeah, unfinished business. I know. I need to go back and do it, but it's just if you, the, to get there, it's like a six-hour game, I think, six eight-hour game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool. It's just uh, it is cool. It just it's a lot of fun. It seems it's frustrating to me. It is frustrating because you'll do that whole thing, and then like one little mistake, and you're dead. It's yeah. it. It's over. Or you'll like, man, oh, there's one of them, man. I love the map. It's like, oh wow. Like this whole area and this whole area are, are um are blocked off by trees or water or stone, so I can like build all the way into this, and I don't even have to hardly clear it much, and it's so protected, and they can only come through these three spots uh, the way this map is, and it's just like a perfect map because the maps are all randomly generated, right? I was all pumped about it, and then I was like, okay, second, it was like the second or third wave, it was like I'm gonna win this one, I know it, I was already all happy, and then I set up all my defenses, and they came wrapped around all the way to the other side of the base. And I'm like, <laughs> freaking kidding me <laughs> and then i lost and i was so mad I was like oh yeah very frustrating but i also wish that when you i wish the strategy wasn't just build a lot of archers then build a lot of arbalists and then build a lot of ballista just because i, I like more variation and what i but it's really just spam archers because they have your hero be the tank and the archer sit back and shoot and that's how you clear the map so it becomes very formulaic but it's still fun and the 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 challenges there enough to kind of suck you in but i also like rpgs and i like turtling up my defenses and i find enjoyment out of that so i'm sorry not rpg rts's okay 
that's that's uh, a long version that's, of everything I've played. It's pretty good. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, uh, Ooh, he's back. All right. Yeah. I played more Final Fantasy fourteen this week. All I did was crafting. I made no story progression whatsoever. Exactly what I promised I would do. But all my yeah, you crafting... didn't get Arceus, did you? I did not get Arceus. Okay, so two things. One, all my crafting classes are level 70 now, so that's pretty Ooh, cool. cool. Nobody cares. And then two, I ordered Arceus from the site called Daily Steals last week. I checked on it on fr- uh, last night. I sent him an email saying, hey, I still haven't gotten an order confirmation or a shipping order, but you have charged my card. What's up with this? And this morning they sent me back a note that says, yeah, we can't find anything under your email address either. You should dispute the charge with your credit card company. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, it's truth in advertising, Chris. They did do a daily steal. They did do a daily steal. So I'm not getting Arceus for $35 like I thought I would. So um, I do not have Arceus. The reviews what's came out for Arceus. Go ahead. Something's too good to be true. It is. <laughs> Usually <laughs> is. Um, uh, Arceus got some good reviews, Josh. I don't know if you noticed Yes, it that. did. Um, a lot of good reviews. So... It looks like I'm going to be eating my hat on that one, and it's going to turn out to be pretty good. Um, Good thing. I was going to try to play it if I'd gotten it, um, but I didn't get it, which is fine. Uh, So I then, what I did instead on Friday was like watch some people Let's Playing it and stuff, and I have to tell you, I'm very confused, because everything that I thought we were getting from the trailers and stuff is exactly what it looked like people were getting when they played it, and to me, it did not look appealing or enticing at all, and yet the reviews are really good. Well, it's not just that they're really good. They're very uniformly good. It's yeah. not like there's any outliers there. I'm, like I'm very confused. This game, this, I guess my, my bad game radar fired incorrectly because this game just isn't for me. It's not that it's bad. It's just not for me, most likely. So I guess, oh, well, <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> glad the order didn't go through because even I still think I would end up not liking it from what I've seen, though I don't know for sure because I haven't played it. Maybe once you get your hands on it, it feels real good, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that other people are having fun with it, and so that's it's always good to have another good game out there, right? So yeah, no yay. Problem. Which is contrast to one of a, a YouTuber I've been watching who shared a lot of the same early trepidation for this game that I did. Yet upon its release. Instead of saying, oh, I guess you guys like it. Maybe I need to try this out myself and, and give you some impressions. Um, I They did try it. I think they got it as a review as well um, or picked it up, actually, because the video went up on Friday, so they may have just stayed up all night playing it. Their video it just doubled down on everything they had said previously, and now they had footage from their playthrough showing how bad and boring it is and how how terrible this game design is. And everything they said was true, and it's just awful, it's awful, it's awful. With no acknowledgement that the review response is totally different than their opinion. And they turned off comments on the video. (laughs) It's like, you don't even want to have a discussion about it. You just want to defend your pre-release opinion that this game is terrible, and there's no other way to think about it, and it's objectively terrible. Like... And they were going so strong that it felt like they were saying this is terrible and you should avoid it rather than this is bad I like I, and yeah. like I didn't like it. So they they chose a hill to die on and I've just been excited to to watch kind of like how that develops. So I'm watching them go down in in flames on that one. But and I'm I'm like I, I tweeted yesterday like uh, I just want to be clear. I'm I'm cool. I'm glad this is good. This is this is a good 
I'm glad I was wrong. So yay. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the game, folks. Um <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm gonna watch popcorn, someone who took my opinion and did not acknowledge that other people might like it and, and some watch them die on that hill. <laughs> I, I I admit if there wasn't so much stuff coming out in February, I'd almost be I'd be kind of tempted to download it and try it because I've even read reviews talking about like, oh, this is a great place to get into Pokemon. And I was like, really? I was totally not expecting that to be a opinion to to say yeah um so that's the other thought i had like i was originally going to buy this just so i could complain about it um kind of like the youtuber i found except without telling other people that they also should think it's bad um but with um the more i watched it and since i didn't get my copy and there's such a review reaction it just doesn't feel like buying it to complain about it is doing anybody any good and honestly i'd rather just play final fantasy 14 than it anyway so <laughs> i think i'm gonna pass for now <laughs> but maybe eventually i'll get around to it and i'll let you know if it, it turns out like once i get my hands on it, it's like oh yeah this does feel good this is breath of the pokemon <laughs> and i'm sure when kelly's back she'll be telling us about oh it. yeah she's got it so yeah next week we should hear all about it so yeah there's a lot of people on the site big yeah. pokemon fans too yeah i'm excited to hear what makes it good because i'm not I haven't really figured out what that is yet from what I've watched of coverage. But it's so Pokemon. It is Pokemon, and maybe that's all it is. It's just we're so <laughs> desperate for anything different with Pokemon, even halfway decently constructed, that the, that feels great in and of itself. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I don't get it yet, but that's a thing. Uh, so, yeah, didn't play Arceus, played more 14. Josh, what did you play? Uh, not much. Oh. I'm like you. Okay. <laughs> I was busy with work this week, so about the only time, only thing I had time to do was play a little bit of Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster, and very little. Um, the only thing, like, playing that game, and it's just like, it's one of those instances where you realize, like, oh, I, I'm being an idiot. So I was, I was fighting the boss battle, I think it's against the, um, where you are, oh, spoilers for Final Fantasy V, Um you're fighting the four crystals and you're you're breaking oh, the seal that on one, them. That one sucks in the tree. Yeah. That that battle sucks. Uh-huh. I usually so, get so, stuck at that battle. So so exactly, yeah. So I'm fighting that because each one of the different crystals has a affinity for one of the different elements. Mm-hmm. So like if you're trying to use major magic attacks, like yeah. you're healing one while you're doing damage so, to the other. Josh, three. imagine playing that but being restricted on what jobs you can use. Oh god, yeah. that was awful. <laughs> I can just so imagine that being just so terrible. Yeah. Cause so, so I was banging my head against it for a while. And then I realized like, wait a second, I can just, there, there's nothing that says I can't have, you know, like four samurai yeah. and then just throw, throw money, money at, at it. Yes. yes. No, that's throwing money at the problem is the ultimate answer to any problem in final fantasy. That's <laughs> just like real life. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. It was just like, Oh wait, I can just break the game. That mechanic awesome. breaks the game. Yes. <laughs> If it, it's so it's, awesome, it's a big though. deal if you get samurai unlocked in uh your four job fiesta it's like oh mm-hmm. yes you're the like rich, thank god the rich win <laughs> now it does mean you have to farm money but you know whatever yeah but you know like yeah you could you, well you don't have to use it all the time you just gotta farm some for the boss battles just, and then you can just unleash the game it. is all boss battles josh <laughs> that's what that game is <laughs> 
it's just i don't like it's such a weird experience for me because i tend to be so folk you know i tend to be someone that's drawn in by story much more than mechanics but the mechanics in five are just so yeah fantastic like they're they they really take you in yeah that 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 thing final fantasy boss rush what can you do with what can you break today (laughs) with the job system and I'm also very excited because it looks like this Gladius game is on Xbox backwards compatible and you can still buy it. So maybe I'll do that, too. That sounded interesting. Is that on Game Pass? Yeah, oh. I like that game. Oh, wait, that's no, the old one. Ga- the old one, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's not on Game Pass. You can just buy It's backwards compatible and you can Why? apparently still buy it for like 10 bucks. Do you need bucks. to play an old action RPG? Old strategy RPG. Oh, old strategy. That's different. It's different. Action RPG, no. Oh. Strategy, yes. Yeah, okay. You got the Drake meme there. Yeah. All right. So we got feedback? Yes, we do. Question was, what Activision Blizzard IP would you like to see come back, right? No, that wasn't it. That was not it. That was it? Okay. Wasn't it? Yes, it was. Number one, Shaman says, I would love to see post-acquisition Blizzard actually bother with using Warcraft as a real-time strategy game again. (laughs) That'd be cool and different. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Shaman. (laughs) That's an opinion I've heard many times from other people. Tracer3 says, I would like to see StarCraft. Oh, here we go again with Blizzard. Just use your properties and put out new games. Tenchu, Stealth Assassin? That's, a, that's Tenchu, right? And Lost Vikings. Okay, guys, it's not. You know, I I, I was going to say Lost Vikings isn't going to happen, but that is the sort of game that it actually would just come out of nowhere, just like the new Spyro game did and the new... um uh, uh, or the spiral collection or whatever. And then the crash collection and all that just came out of nowhere. And it's like, Ooh, all right. So fine. Lost Vikings. I really enjoyed playing those three games says tracer three. So Starcraft, Tenchu, Lost Vikings and Warcraft, mostly a blizzard Renaissance. Yeah. That's, um, that's what most people want. So what do you think? What, how does, how does this work? We'd need blizzard folks to come out of retirement. If we want the original people, or we have a whole new hiring crop in a cleaned out blizzard filled with a bunch of new young fresh minds with blizzard type resources and they go crazy on old blizzard properties and we just see like a bunch of new takes on old blizzard things from fans who grew up playing them. That's that probably sounds the cool. Best, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see something like that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's uh spending 70 billion bucks on it. They got to do something with it. They got to put some games on Game Pass, man. All right. So my question of the week is, what do you like about Arceus? Oh, somebody actually suggested this. Have the reviews changed your mind about Arceus? Perfect. That'll be our question of the week. Um, And then, you know, tell us what you think and why they changed your mind. That would be nice. Yep. All right. Let's do news. News. First off, we've got a game for Playism called The Use of Life. Coming to Steam Early Access this spring. Uh, it's from Darneko Games, published by Playism. It is, we don't know when the full release is coming out. But you're on a fantasy adventure. You're a big rabbit guy. And um, you. it sounds like you were going to die. And then you choose not to die. And then uh, there's, uh, you know, you have RPG combat with quick time uh, events. And uh, you go from there. Check out the trailer. See when if you want to get into the early access, and uh, uh, if you want to be um, <laughs> a rabbit guy, where it seems like every enemy just comes up with rabbit-based insults, like calling you a dust bunny or 
um, silly rabbit and stuff like that. <laughs> so let's see how that goes. Um, Momodora has a new sequel coming. Momodora Moonlit Farewell. It is the newest title in their side-scrolling action RPG series. It's five years after the events of Momodora 3. Um, and this is the one that I always see people run where you get to turn into a cat during the game, but this one doesn't look like it has any of that cat gameplay. But, uh, well, they're not showing it yet anyway. Yeah, there's lots of boss fights against huge bosses, including one that was called Very Large Spider, which I really appreciated the naming of. So <laughs> kill that Very Large Spider. <laughs> Some gorgeous, gorgeous art. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. So Moon- Moonlit Farewell, I'm sure lots of people who are into the Momodori series, excited for that one. Do we have a date? It's just in development, and you can wishlist it on Steam now. Achilles Legends Untold has a story trailer. So it's a closed beta announcement that has driven them to release this trailer. The closed beta begins two days ago. <laughs> it, <laughs> you can sign up in their Discord server. We have a link in the article. And uh, the game is Achilles Legends Untold. It follows the the adventures of ancient Greek hero Achilles. Um, Unfortunately, it does not look like a crossover with the game Hades, which would have been awesome, but it's not. So, (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, very much looks like God of War style action. Well, I guess God of War is kind of like bordering on action RPG these days, isn't it? Yeah, so sounds like Achilles is really strong in this one, and you get to beat up a lot of people. I don't know if it'd be any good or not. It's in early access, or it will be in early access in quarter two this year, and a full PC release is planned for next year. All right. Then we have Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. <laughs> they put out a new trailer, everybody. They did it their way. Buckle up, because Final Fantasy has got Frank Sinatra in it now. <laughs> I'm still not sure. Is this supposed to be serious or is this supposed to be ridiculous? Which I, is it? I'm still not sure. I'm I'm upset that it wasn't Tony Bennett singing Stranger in Paradise. However, you they've revealed some more of the story here. It looks like your main character is Jack Garland. So you are the knight who became Chaos in the original game. And I guess this is the story of how that all went down and the I'm assuming this is one of those things of you think you understand the story of Final Fantasy one, but you didn't see it from the proper perspective. So you don't actually understand what happened there. And here's what happened after the credits and before the game. And now you'll actually understand that chaos wasn't a bad guy or you, he cleaned up his own mess, but you didn't see that you, one of those sorts of things. So it looks like you're going to figure out how Garland becomes chaos. And I'm sure he's going to, save everybody from himself through weird timey-wimey mechanics and then we have other the four warriors of light have like two guys two girls and then there's you so it's you're a party of five so already we're changing challenging your perceptions of final fantasy one so and then at the end you have a dream sequence where you're walking around in a field and to frank sinatra thinking singing i did it my way because I guess Garland needed to do things his way, which is not the way anyone else wanted him to do things. It's better than the bad rock music and walking out of the room with your phone. So (laughs) this is a much better trailer than that trailer. I have to say the combat looks interesting and good. I, whatever. And then there's a time. A got to kill chaos. Yeah. 
I hate chaos. I hate chaos. <laughs> I, I have to say, this is the trailer that they should have put out last time. It's a much better trailer. It looks like there's a lot of BS in it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to think this story has really earned anything. Um, but, you know, it's the Team Ninja Final Fantasy game. It's going to be a wild ride, no matter what. So, we'll see. <sighs> Coming out, uh, what for everything, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S on physical and digital media on March 18th, 2022. It, it, like everything else, is crammed into this first quarter. Yep. Whew, if only we had an hour to, unru- to unwind and relax. Oh, how about a new game called Heroes Hour from Goblins Publishing and Thing on Its Own, developer. It'll be coming out March 1st. It puts you in control of a hero and tasks them with developing the towns and amassing armies to take out enemies before those enemies take you out. Oh, excuse me a second. I turn away from the mic to sneeze. Let's turn that into a meme. All right. <laughs> Overworld exploration and town and army development are turn-based, while battles see the forces fighting for themselves in fast-paced combat. This looks like an RTS. I don't. E- Is it really an RPG? I don't know, but I guess we're covering it. There must be levels. That <laughs> they they called it an RPG, so we're covering it. I guess I I don't know, but I I, I watched the trailer and I said this looks more like a they are billions sort of thing and. Yeah, it does. So it's really appropriate that Jonathan was on. <laughs> so if you like, if you like those RTS style games, but want one that's pixel arty, maybe you should check this out, Jonathan. All right, I don't know. Heroes Hour, H O U R E, or no, no E, H O U R. I can't spell. All right. <sighs> hey you, Josh, been living. Yep, yep. Hey Josh, you want a new yep. mobile game? Uh, no. What if that new mobile game is for a property that you are a fan of? Um, maybe. What if that property was Bravely Default? Uh, I'd have to be a fan of Bravely Default first, but... What if there are yeah. no character gotchas? Well, that would be good. And it was a free-to-play title. Um, that would make me scared. <laughs> well, that's what you're getting. Bravely Default Brilliant Lights is being released in Japan on January 27th, so that's two days ago. I guess, um, uh, actually, should probably sign into the Japanese store and download it to see what it's like. Uh, there's no in-app, tra- or excuse me, there are in-app transactions. There's supposedly no character gotchas. They have a whole new set of four warriors of light. There are recurring uh, characters from the previous Bravely Default games. Uh, and there's a new fairy, to, and you know, because it's a Bravely Default game. So, of course, one of your characters is fairy. And things happen, and there's a trailer you can watch. And no gameplay at all in this footage. Of course not. I have no idea if if it's coming out to the West or when. So hopefully we can find some coverage of the Japanese version and get a sense of, is this any good? Is this (laughs) bad? I don't know. Um, Oh, yeah. Just search YouTube. There's a bunch already. So that's good. Um, Yep. It looks like, oh, look at this. Four different, no, three different currencies. That's always good. Yeah. Um. Always a fan of lots of mobile currencies, and then you got to figure out what does what. Yep, yep. Always lots of fun. Oh, oh, oh! The weapons have ranks and levels on them, so no character gotchas. We're just gonna a weapon. Gotchas. We're gonna get you on the yep. equipment. So screw you. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> who's excited for a new Bravely Default story written by one of the guys who wrote the scenario from the other games? 
Except now it's locked behind mobile mechanics. Yay. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Hmm. We need a pick-me-up. How about some old NIS games? Is that exciting? Not to me. <laughs> but yeah, we don't have Kelly here. Maybe to He's you, excited. if you Is wanted. Jonathan excited? Yeah. I was interested in the last one. I have these on PS2. I think my issue is with them is they're too expensive for what they are. Yeah. <laughs> NIS, Ameri- is cool. NIS America has announced that the Switch release dates for Prinny Presents NIS Classics Volume 2 are going to be May 10th and May 13th. So May 10th in the U.S., May 13th in Europe. Um, it's in this bundle. You get ZHP Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man and Makai Kingdom. So it's only two games this time. Um, there's a special edition for 100 bucks. And a regular edition for I don't know how much. So the digital ooh. only? We don't say in the story. I, I don't know. No, I think that is the regular edition. It's no. One. No. No. <laughs> yes, that's why I didn't buy it last time. No. <laughs> it's just like, might as well just buy each it's game. The, in the it's listed limited money. edition. There must be a, a... I think that must be like the physical only then, because No. <laughs> Ew. Oh, yeah, it is collector edition. Okay. But how do it's you get like the regular version? It must be digital Amazon only, and then I don't know how much it is. So, if you're really desperate to play those games on the Switch, you'll be able to do it in, in May. Uh, up, so. it, it's it's on Amazon for 60 bucks. Okay. Just, just, the just the regular one? Physical. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you. <sighs> there you go. <sighs> so, here, okay. All right. How about Chinese Harvest Moon, Josh? Uh, yeah, Chinese Harvest Moon, Jonathan? Yeah. Is that what you've been waiting for? Nope. All right. Well, you're getting it anyway. It's from developer Game Parrick. Uh, it's a farming sim called Daomei Village. It's inspired by Chinese folklore. Um, you get exi- you, the emperor exiles you to a village, and you've got to go farm and develop it. And and it's a Harvest Moon game. Yeah. And then it's a Harvest Moon you, game. You watch the trailer. If you're into that stuff, you'll probably be into this. Uh, the translation seems a little rough at times, but not terrible from what I saw in the trailer. Um, so as long as you can look past that, it looks like they've got like the harvest mooniness down and it's very pixely and got a nice, like, uh, I want that Stardew Valley aesthetic, but I want it to be a little different cultural feel. This should scratch that itch. So, all right. No promises that it's as good as Stardew Valley. Well, I can't promise that yet. It's not out yet. Oh, when is it coming out? That's a good question. They announced it. When is it out? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> Demo later this year. <laughs> That's all we know. <laughs> Go check out the trailer. Um, while you're there, you can actually download a demo of Monarch. That's the game that's got people who used to work on the SMT games making it for mm-hmm. Furyu and Lankars. I don't know those developers that well. Furyu, I've heard before. NIS America, I guess, is the North American publisher. They've got the demo up right now on the PS4, PS5, and Switch, and you go through the game's first chapter, and this is an SMT-ass game. Yeah. <laughs> you watch that trailer, it's like, yep, that's what this is. We got kids turning into demons and fighting in high school. Literally fighting in high school. Also, one of them wants to be a, the king, and you all to bow down to them. And so, you know, high school drama. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it looks like you turn into, like, various Japanese horror story inspired demons from what I can tell or monsters rather. So I don't know. And there's crowns 
themes. What uh, it'll be out in February uh, in North America and Europe, oh. about around the twenty second through the twenty fifth, and that's it. Yeah, hundred dollar collector edition. Of the course, United there States. is because <laughs> NAS America knows what they're doing. <laughs> I used to fall in that trap. I just can't get those anymore yeah you know what's really good though if you fall into that trap and never open them and hold on to them for a long time you can sell them for a lot of money it depends on the game i have a mucan souls that i just can't get rid of oh (laughs) well i didn't buy that one sorry (laughs) the atelier games though yeah those go (laughs) all right new world is getting some end game additions are you one of the three people playing new world still and it hasn't destroyed your video card, and you're still playing it, you might want to know about the new endgame editions called Expedition Mutators. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like tater chips for some reason in my head. <laughs> That's not what that word is. Okay, so you, you're going to be able to change uh, the difficulty of enemies and expeditions to get better rewards. So uh, They also patched and fixed a bunch of things. If you're following that game... you. The point is, there's been an update. Check it out. See if it makes you more interested in coming back into it. Or if you've been playing it the whole time, you're probably very happy to have had this come out and and are already on top of it. Um, and if if you're like me, you've already watched videos talking about how the game has, you know, the rise and fall of New World, <laughs> and we've moved on. You can be wondering, like, oh wait, they're still developing that, <laughs> which is the feeling I had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hero in the chat says, I know such a person. Killed his video card with this game and still played by plugging in his older video card. Oh, that is dedication. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Oh. Well, we go from a game that has disrespect you by breaking your computer to a game whose company has disrespected the entire West by refusing to release it here. Dragon West Ten has got more details released for their offline version. They, they taunt you yet again, Chris. <sighs> They're showing the Wena Islands, home of the game's wetling race. I don't know what that means. It sounds nasty. <laughs> My wetling. All right. Um, and then there's another island with cat people. And uh, you read this. I'm not reading it because I'm just fed up with how this game isn't coming out here. And the more I read about it, the more depressed it makes me. So if you can read Japanese and you've been wanting to import this, I think that'll work, right? Does it? You can import Switch games, can't you? Yeah, yeah, they're they're region free. Yeah, if you can, yeah. So if you're good with the language um, and you want a version of that game that doesn't have the MMO stuff attached to it, then you should be excited. And the rest of us will just sit here and, I don't know. Grumble. Play New World. Um <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'd rather play Path of Exile because they got a new update being announced coming out on February 4th for PC and Mac and February 9th for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, It's called Siege of the Atlas, so it's another Atlas-focused expansion. So they're advancing the story there where usually the story is like... uh, So the Atlas is the endgame map system. Like you collect these... You literally collect things called maps. You put them on the Atlas. It spawns a randomly generated map with lots of high-level monsters and gear and and drops. And it's just... It's the thing you grind at the endgame. So occasionally they update the story around it. So this is the third, I guess, big 
change to all that or the second big change and the third new storyline for it all. So they're changing like the big bad that hangs around the Atlas. They're changing the systems and how it works. And so go check that out if you're interested in Path of Exile and the map system. Um, it's it's a great game. Uh, it's real deep. Um, it's real dark. And it, it's always like pushing the difficulty of the Diablo genre in, in my mind, um, but in a balanced sort of fun way. So go check it out, see if you're into it and, uh, and see all kind of the new changes for uh, the maps system. They've got, we've got two trailers. Um, one's uh, the kind of the storyline trailer and the other one is um, some content reveal and like some of the new skills and stuff and uh, get look, get looking forward to that for next month. All right, so here's a game I haven't played yet, and I should because here the screenshot for this one, uh, it, the the game is Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. I've got it loaded up on my system, ready to go as soon as I'm done with Final Fantasy XIV, more or less. So I don't know when that'll happen, <clears throat> but they've got a new piece of DLC, and the screenshot that I've got up on this article is just a bunch of bells in a building, like giant Liberty Bell bells filling some giant some building, and it's like. Somebody generate, you know how in Skyrim you could generate a bazillion wheels of cheese and let them roll down a wheel, uh, roll down a hill. It's like somebody did that, but with bells here in this game, either that or the goose from the goose game has started going after larger targets. And either way, (laughs) there's a lot of bells going on. So things are weird in this expansion. It looks like, oh, this DLC, uh, it's called the inevitable excess. Uh, it takes place prior to the game's finale uh, you leave Golarian to prevent the space-time continuum from collapsing. So that should give you a lot, enough idea of how that's going to be a weird setting. <laughs> so you're dealing with space-time continuum issues in your fantasy RPG. Um, <laughs> look forward to that. It'll come out on PC on C- uh, February 15th. And it will be included in the game season pass. Or you can buy it individually. Um, other news that came out alongside announcing this little DLC is that the console release has been delayed from March to fall. So, well, it's always good to polish it, but like as crowded as March is, like that's probably not a terrible idea. (laughs) So, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, DLC. Check it out. There'll be clocks and bells. Atelier Sophie 2 got a new trailer and some combat details. So if you've been looking for the sequel to uh, Atelier Sophie, you can check out the latest trailer um, and some details on it, um, some new story stuff. Uh, I won't try and explain it here because it's kind of really in the weeds, details about combat and stuff. But the point is, more details about that anime game you're into, and you can go check it out and get excited. All right, The Elder Scrolls Online has a new expansion that they've talked about now. Uh, it's kicking off their 2022 content releases. Uh, it So they're going to have a whole um, uh, section of the year called The Legacy of the Britons. It's, uh, you know, I read that. Yeah. I, I read that as The Legacy of the Bitcoins. Because <laughs> <laughs> the content right after it, my brain just made it The Legacy of the Bitcoins. Well, we did misspell it once. Here. So we've got a misspelling of Britons in the in one line. So that's kind of what's going on here. So Legacy of the Bretons um, is like the big uh, expansion pack, but it's also gonna they usually tie it in with some DLCs as the, how they're modeled. So there's some DLCs on the front and the back of it. So so first off is the Ascending Tide DLC, which will have a new four player, two new four player dungeons. Those will usually start the storyline that will kick off the expansion. 
Uh, you can see kind of the the trailer for that expansion. You can watch that now. They have a global reveal event where they'll talk about lots more things. And uh, it's cool how they do this stuff. Uh, it's kind of like you're getting a if you just buy the expansion, play it. You're kind of getting a twenty to thirty hour RPG to just kind of play with single player ish. Except you know it's an MMO. Um, uh, I did this with the, the 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 Oblivion one last year, which was which was you know I had some fun with it, but I didn't stick with it and didn't really get into end game. Um, but you know the nice thing about Elder Scrolls Online, there's no subscription fee. You can just jump back in and keep playing. <laughs> so that's uh yeah go check that out if you're into it and what do we got new some new raid stuff some new npc companions and um multiple editions you can order it in it just seems very standard for them doing another release and all the stuff that comes with it so see if you're into the story and jump in if you are okay people have been waiting for a physical edition of river city girls you uh river city girls zero excuse me that's the new one um, you're going to be able to uh, pre-order some Boys, copies. Limited run games got options for you. Mm-hmm. Standard edition, thirty-five bucks. Class edition, sixty-five bucks. Ultimate edition, one hundred and fifty bucks. What's, what's the big thing you get with the ultimate edition? Posable figures. Ah, so, yeah, you get some figures of the girls. So go check that out if you're into it. You get like a SNES looking retro box as well. So and an a SNES cartridge keychain. Um, no, it does not like work in your snes as far as i know so don't expect that (laughs) and uh yeah check that out um and in other news they are announcing that young souls is going to be available to pre-order from february 8th so pre-order river city girls zero now or young souls next month that's a game that uh it's a side scrolling beat em up with a boy and a girl who i don't know there's stuff going on anna's played it in past paxes and she likes it so uh, you go through a portal to another world and beat monsters up. So check that out if you are into it and pre-order if you want to. Home Behind 2. I don't remember this one. It's a roguelike RPG. Home Behind 2. It's coming out of early access and will fully release on February 25th, 2022. That'll be 20 bucks. You can check that out if you're into roguelikes. I'm scanning through the trailer here to see what kind of, is this a card-based battle system? I didn't know what Home Behind 1 was. Yeah, me neither. There's all sorts of things going on. So there's, I guess it's not, there's a lot of guns. Not really cards. More turn-based? Yeah, I can't really tell you from the trailer. It's very confusing. So check it out. See if you're into it. 20 bucks coming out uh, February 25th. And um, if you buy it in early access now, you get uh, the full version for only 15 bucks. Um, So pick it up by February 3rd if you want that discount. Try out the first one. Home Behind 1 is on sale in Steam right now for $1.79. Well, there you go. During the Steam sale. We, wait, so like there's Psy. another Steam sale already? Yeah, yeah, the Lunar one. The Lunar oh, Lunar I, New Year, yeah. I feel yeah. like they just ended the Steam sales. <laughs> Get one a month. That just That's, really makes you not want to buy games during the ever. non-Steam sale. No, just ever. <laughs> just don't buy the games. Wait for them to come to the subscription. Where's my Epic Game Store? I think they're having a sale too. Yeah, they're like match sales these days. Yep. I don't know how to search for it in Windows. <laughs> Thanks, Windows 11. Can't <laughs> find a freaking thing that I know is on my system. It launches when I start my computer. I know it's here. You can't hide it from me. It hid it from me. <laughs> it, it can, Chris. <laughs> it can, and it did. 
it, it, seriously, if I reboot, it will be there. <sighs> Don't reboot during the cast, Chris. And then I searched for Epic, and I'm finding a bunch of employment details for my last employer, because that was their name, not the video game company. So that's like, no, that's not what I want on the stream right now. <laughs> Did I uninstall the Epic Game Launcher somehow? If so, how? You're going to be like uninstalling, and then the next day you're going to restart your computer, and it's going to pop up. It's a hickerous. The Here games are still installed. I'm looking at where they live. Where's the launcher? <laughs> where? Where's the... Oh, it's over here. Um, Launcher. Okay, I found it. I can't find the button that starts it. The program that's binaries, Win64, Epic Games Launcher. Okay. Why don't you have a shortcut? I have to reinstall this just to get the shortcut to come back. <sighs> Whatever. Well, why did I start this? Oh, I was looking to see if they had a lunar sale. Yep, they do. Confirmed. Lunar sale, which means find your $10 coupon, most likely. Also, Damon X Machina is a free game right now on Epic. Which <laughs> That's a pretty good free one. Yeah. I don't, I don't like buying stuff on Epic. I don't like the game store still. It's mm. annoying. I like the free games, though. The free games I take. That's about it. I take all the free games Epic will give me. I have Stick no... it in my library. Yep. And... If I want to play it, I'll come. I'll open Epic to play a game for free. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's a thing. Uh, I'll have to track down why that doesn't have a start menu entry later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Windows, hiding the stuff from me. I, I just don't understand. It's because I use these weird ways of installing things that are command line based, I think. It's all my fault, most likely. Probably, sort of, kind of. No Place for Bravery got an updated launch window. So this is a new release date for No Place for Bravery from Glitch Factory and Isbird Games. That's coming out uh, quarter three, 2022. It was going to come out last year, but it didn't. So... You you follow a soldier who put down his sword, and now he found out his daughter's alive, so he picked up his sword to go get his daughter and save her, and uh, it looks like you play with her on your back as you're carrying her back home or something. I don't know what's going on. Go check that out. Coming out in quarter three. New Death's Gambit Afterlife. Death's Gambit Afterlife. That's the game. They've got a new DLC called Ashes of Vados. That DLC will come out on PC on February 10th and PS4 and Xbox One. Um, oh, same time. Oh, no, and the Switch. So the consoles will all be sometime in spring. DLC is 8 bucks with a launch discount. I guess it'll be $10 bucks, um, if you don't pick it up then or something like that. And uh, yeah, so you get a new boss encounter and other things like that. So if you're into DLC for... Death's Gambit, which I'm trying to remember which one Death's Gambit was, because I'm confusing that with Death's Door, which is a different game. <laughs> Death's Gambit is this uh, side-scrolly, Dark Soulsy one, right? Yeah, right, probably. Okay, whatever. Close enough. Thea Two: Sh The Shattering is coming out on Xbox One this week. Uh, Xbox One, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Uh, previously released on PC and Switch, uh, it's a digital-only release. It combines 4X strategy, card games, and survival RPGs. See if you're into it. Watch the trailer. That's a lot of cards. And pick it up this week if you are and wanted to play it on Xbox. Okay. 
So, it's time to talk about the new releases for the week. First off, we cover some things that we missed that came out last week or this past week that we didn't talk about. So, we've got a few of those. First up, Broken Doors. Or Broken Ranks, excuse me. Broken Ranks for PC. It's a free-to-play game. It's a follow-up to the previous MMORPG, The Pride of Terran. Uh, it takes inspiration from Heroes of Might and Magic and Baldur's Gate. Uh, again, it's free to play, so not not too hard to check that out. Um, very different looking combat system than what you normally see, but you do get get to kill rats, so you know check that out. Uh, Doors of Insanity—that's where the word doors came from in my head—is another one that came out. Roguelike deck building game for PC. You create your own character and explore the halls of purgatory and, you know, cards. So you get more cards and get to buy cards. And it's very cartoonish wackiness going on in purgatory. So check that out if you're into the um, roguelike deck building type thing. And other games that hit Monster Harvest, which was a farming sim monster battling hybrid that came out on PS5 this past week. So you can check that out. Uh, if you had the PS4 version, it's a free upgrade. So you can play it there and see if you're into that. And then finally, Thea 2 The Shattering. I guess we just talked about that. So, yeah. Woo. This week we see The Waylanders on PC, Maglum Lord on PS4 and Switch, and Dying Light 2 Stay Human. And we also need to plug that the RP Gamer Awards are coming out this week, right? Right. So um, I don't have a, an award show for you this year. I just don't think it's going to happen due to busyness in the house and um, crazy people. general craziness, eh, laziness, craziness, combination of the two, <laughs> depression, anxiety, the long winter of COVID never ending. Um, so I just don't think it's going to happen this year because the timing, I'm, I'm just basically I'm too late to really pull it off now and I'm not motivated to do it. So. It's my failings as much as anything else. So, uh, yeah. The But the site has the awards, and those are the more important ones anyway, because they're way better thought out, way better put together, and way better written about. So look forward to those this week. RPG, RPG, RP Gamers, RPG Gamers, Game oh, of the God. Year Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare start that. Whew. All right. So with that plug for the awards, I would also like to plug some of our editorial content for the week. So first up, we have a review of the game Nova 111. Um, I've never heard of this game, should I? No. Uh, All right. Blending real-time and turn-based in unique ways with some carefully crafted puzzles. All right. Interesting. Three three out of five from Ryan Costa. Go check that out. Um, What platform is this? Uh, Yeah, Switch. Switch, yeah. Monarch, we've got an impression of. So if you want to check out uh, what someone thought of that demo, you can. We have Atelier Sophie, the Alchemist of Mysterious Dream impression. So if you want to see what Sophie 2 is looking like from someone who's tried it out a little, you can. And we have an editorial about how modern pixel art RPGs shine, um, because it's a big trend in gaming lately. So you can kind of read about that. That's really cool. Written by Jason McFadden. Oh, sorry. The Sophie uh, impression was by Michael Baker. The Monarch impression was by Louis Mauricio. Um Again, Jason McFadden doing the pixel art RPG editorial. And then we have an adventure corner paparazzi by Sam Wachter. What? She take, she really had a good time with that. You take pictures of pups, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not an RPG. 
Okay, because it's no, adventure it's corner. adventure corner. All right, all right, cool. Yep. So check out what Sam thought about paparazzi. <laughs> Backlog in the year, Pascal's pile. So if you want to see how Pascal wrapped up his year of backups, you can backlogs excuse me you can see what pascal takaya fought and went through by reading his write-up right there on the site that's some rpg content for you and now it's time for you to give us content your answer to the question of the week which is have the reviews changed your mind about arceus um and it's okay to say it didn't change my mind because i was always excited and then tell us why and uh, we will read your reviews, your reviews, your responses next week on the show right here. Folks, that's the end of the show. Jonathan Stringer, I need to ask you an important question. What are you going to oh. play in the next six months? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next I'm, I'm I'm a quarterly guest now, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe we'll have to have you months. on more often. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, hey, I'm around. All right, cool. Uh Shoot, I don't, I'm probably gonna play some more Gladius here and there. I'm trying to. Just, I need to go back. I was playing Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition for a bit and got about probably uh, halfway there. I've. I want to get through that one. Uh, I've made multiple attempts at it. And I love you never it. Never finished just, it. No, I yeah. never actually finished. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and I've never. I've never played throwing a ball, yeah. or bail, or whatever you want to call it. Sure. So, so that's one, and then of course whenever. Baldur's Gate 3 ever comes out for real. I'm, I'm avoiding the uh, yeah, early access. Yeah. <laughs> There's one other one I was thinking about. Oh, I really want to try out Disco Elysium, so I'm probably going to jump into that at some point. It's been getting so many good reviews. Everyone so. loves that game. Mm-hmm. Everyone does seem to love it, so I feel like I'm missing it's out. That and Pokemon Arceus. Those are the two games no. people like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not going to play Pokemon oh, Arceus, okay. that's All for right. sure. Right. Thank you. Josh, what are you going to play this week? Well, well, actually, I'm in the middle of purchasing Gladius right now. Hey! But uh, what I'll probably actually <laughs> pick up and play, what I'll actually play is, uh, I'm curious about Maglum Lord since that's coming from the Summon Knight people. Which cool. I always like Summon Knight games. My good deed of the day was getting Gladius to someone else. There you go. <laughs> so nice. you're gonna get the Xbox version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. it, you can just buy it digitally through the store. Oh, on the Series X. So yeah, totally. Didn't even know that. How much they charge it for it? Ten bucks. Wow. All right. Not bad. Myself, you play, Chris? I'm just going to play more 14. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even touched the new expansion yet. So <laughs> oh, yeah. another week to try and get to it. <laughs> I've been really, t- I went and I was going to get the new expansion and I even went and installed it and then uh-huh. I didn't get around to like renewing my subscription or whatever. But that's one of those things that keep getting on. The- I've played it twice before and then I like, it's an MMO, so I either like get totally sucked in and that's all my free time, or mm-hmm. I play casually and I get bored really quick. So it's, I, I, I always, it's like a love hate relationship now with MMOs. Yep. But I, everyone's saying such good things about it. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm burning myself out on crafting. I need to vary up what I'm doing. Um, otherwise, I'm going to burn myself out on the game entirely and have to stop playing it for six months. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm also enjoying just not worrying about it. Like normally I'd feel pressured. Like I got to finish the new expansion. Got to finish the new expansion. I've just put the brakes on that. I'm like, no, you're just gonna have fun. What do you want to do today? It's so weird. So weird for me playing games. Good fun. (laughs) I mean, it hurts in that I don't have anything useful to talk about on the podcast to give people some impressions of new things, but also this is keeping me sane. So I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) So, 
That's all I got for you this week. We will catch you next week. If you'd like to catch the show live, it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Of course, you could subscribe to the podcast in any of your favorite podcast show. Uh, I'd like to thank Jonathan and Josh today for being our guests, Dale North for doing the music, Forecast for doing the MP3 encoding, and I would like to let you know that if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, go to rpgamer.com, find the show thread, Pop your comment right down there about what, how the reviews have changed your mind about Arceus or how have, they have not. And what do you think about it? Let us know. Let's have a big discussion about Arceus next week. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Until then, goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.